Sit tight for the thrilling conclusion of No Time for the Void Part 2. It's sort of Part 2, Part 2. Doesn't make much sense to me, but what do I know? I'm just a mysterious narrator. And action. Gary Butterfield, back in the laundry room in 2012, found himself feeling tired and defeated. Three down, four to go. And this is this is tough, even though I had a nice long break and everything. It's I I need some fuel. Better crack into a Nas. Oh, oh God! Wait, I'm not I'm not feeling fueled. I'm I'm feeling defueled. Sleepy. So. Sleepy. Where am I? Am I dreaming? What is this? You're in your own mind. What what are you? I'm a lynchkin. I'm one of the friendly dwarves who live in the land of Nas. In Nas? Yep. To find the gem of mine, just follow the yellow... Nish... Road. Yes, just follow the yellow... Nish... Road. There, there are more of you coming out. All the buildings are surrounding me. I mean, is it racist to say this is kind of creepy? There are people in the race. Well, I don't know, speciesist? I don't, I don't know what you want to call it. No, we know we're a little creepy. Now, follow the yellowish brick road. Follow the yellowish brick road and meet the Wizard of Nas. <laughs> So Gary Butterfield skipped down the yellow-ish brick road in order to meet the wonderful wizard, the wonderful wizard of Nos. On the way, he met four traveling companions. Where is that guitar music coming from? Uh, who's who are you? Me? I'm just a lunchkin. Hey, let me introduce you to the four traveling companions on this trip. This is the Scarebrow. What it is, yo. This here is the Tin Mang. What's up, Miss And this here is the Cowardly Taurine. He's, he's just a floating flask. Mm-hmm. Our food wizards have created an even more energetic Taurine. The only problem is he's not that brave. And of course, here's your faithful pet, Roars. Oh, hey, Roars. Hey, Roars. <laughs> well, I guess we're off to see the Wizard of Nas. Let's go, guys. Scarebrow, what's that off in the distance? The, the forest over there seems to be moving. Yeah, our trees are made of snowboarders, and all our flowers are made of six-axis controllers. <sighs> this is singularly the ugliest place I've ever seen. Washington there's no need to be so judgmental. I mean, yeah, but this place is repulsive. I mean, everyone's eating Doritos, and they all have pictures of Sasha Gray on their walls, and it's just, ugh, just out for everyone to see. I mean, who's that supposed to impress? Like, you know, I, ugh. I mean, I, I understand that it's a nonstop frag fest, but, oh my god, what is that? Let's get off the road, dudes. It's Xbox Live. The herd of roving Xbox livers stampeded through, leaving gamer tags and F-bombs in their wake. 
Jesus Christ, guys. I hate this place so fucking much. How much longer until we get to the Wizard of Nas? Just a little younger, Mayo. We just have to climb that mountain first. Um, actually, technically, I am more of a butte. Uh, Beard Mountain? I thought I'd never see you again after that, after my class. Hey, there's your wife. The foothill. Uh, yeah, so, so how's it going, Beard Mountain? How have things changed since, you know, role-playing games as literature? I'm doing quite well. It rains sometimes upon my sweater, which doesn't make it smell better, but it does smell a little different. I have to ask uh, just just one simple question, however, which is merely simply, uh, why did you say all those mean things about me on the podcast and mean things about my girl here, the foothill? Uh, I, I'm sorry about that, man. I mean, it's it's not personal. It's just this is what goes through my mind, you know. Like, you guys are sort of gross, even even if you're nice enough people. Mine, I know. Hey, man, why do you have to make fun of uh? Gamers, you know, you uh, you love video games. You're a, you're a card-carrying dungeon master. Think you're better than us? I see. Uh, where is it? I don't know, guys. I just uh, I don't want to be represented by you know you energy drink swilling nerds with no social skills. It's not like I think I'm I'm better than you. I just like I can't think of a way to finish that sentence. Uh, Cole, narrator, interrupt me real quick. Then suddenly... Don't you think that maybe your podcast failed because you alienated the very people who might otherwise be your audience? Who, who is that? It's me. Hold on a second. Let me turn this thing off. It's me, Frostcock, straight up wizard of Nas. Oh, hey, Frostcock. I, th- I thought I had to climb Beard Mountain to see you. I wouldn't be opposed, strictly speaking, if you can get a grip while navigating the schmegma deposits on your way up to the belly button grotto. Oh. And as suddenly as a saloon whore's attitude changes when you tip her with a wooden nickel, Gary Butterfield quietly vomited at the side of the road. Yo, I figured I'd save you and the listeners the sound effects you'd have to dig up for that. Now listen, I got your gem, but I want you to think about what I said. Why you gotta make fun of everyone. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, it just, there are going to be people I don't like, and I just thought it would be entertaining to talk about it. You know, I know it's kind of egotistical, but, you, you know, you need ego to make it, you know? You're right kind of ego, homie. You're going to learn about that next. But this stuff, maybe this stuff put people off. Just because I shower in NOS and openly masturbate to pictures of booth babes and heiress cosplay, that don't mean I'm worse than you. Uh, you know, I, I, I still think it does. I... Can, can you just give me the, the mind gem, Frostcock? First, you've got a special request from the man himself, the NOS Energy Chief. Hi, how are you? What, what is he doing? He's putting in his own set of NOS Energy Teeth. He's going to bequeath the teeth all over your delicious nipples while you drink a whole six-pack of delicious, frothy NOS, now in winter green. Oh, Jesus. I, fellowship, are, are you guys going to let him do this to me? Why would we help you, Manunga? Yeah, um, you know, you hate us and our kind. You know, just because I have a subscription to Mad Cat's TV featuring Big Mike, it doesn't mean I'm a bad person. Um, and some would say the fact that you judge me for my opinions 
shows unconsciousable arrogance. Oh my god, fine. I'll take the hard way out. Not energy, Chief. Where are those cans of NOS to drink? Oh, I didn't say no shit about no cans. You're gonna suck that shit out of those NOS energy teats. NOS energy chiefs, NOS energy tits. There's six of them. He's just like a pig. And you're gonna suckle on up while he bites on your nipples. Some kind of mad half 69. Okay, I guess a standard 34. I'll do it. Warriors, forgive me. And Gary Butterfield proceeded to perform the most disgusting sex act of his life. And then he awoke. <laughs> Oh man, that was a repulsive dream. Uh, it's like, I just had that like, taste in my mouth. It's like a wintergreen man milk kind of thing. It's like I feel, I smell like I took a bath in like ginseng and gears of war. Uh, at least I got that gem. What's that uh, Frostcock said about? Learning about appropriate ego? Hmm. Oh, hey, there's a flyer under my door. Okay, let, let's see. Are you feeling brave tonight? How brave? Please circle how brave you're feeling on this scale. One, two. I, I guess I'm a two? If you are feeling brave, please indicate if you are feeling brave enough to have dinner at my apartment alone. Also indicate if you are an imaginative teen. Ah, jeez. This is full of red flags. This is like one of those Craigslist murder kind of things. What's this at the bottom? Uh, I have the ego gem for the Infinity Gauntlet. If you want it, please return this flyer to my house, bring wine, or a dish to pass. Well, gotta do what you gotta do. So Gary, he took the number eight bus straight to Jubitz and came upon a nondescript one-bedroom apartment. Nine, I hope this is the place. Ah, you made it. Please, come in. Yes, let me take your coat. I see you brought a casserole of beans most green. What imagination. I mean, yeah, it is imaginative. There's, there's bacon in there. Hey, did you slip this fire under my door? Yes. I am the dungeon mister. This is my off night for running imaginative teens through a gauntlet most foul and sinister. Might I interest you in some Mountain Dew and Dragon Strike board quest? My, I thought it was Dragon Quest Board Strike. It changes. Dew of the Mountains. Diet for me. Are you just a floating head and hands? I, I can't see your body. <laughs> yes. I just purchased this turtleneck from the Goodwill. With tips from the Garden of Olives. I've been made assistant manager. 
what does that mean? I get to also wait tables and serve drinks. Now, tell me, Gary, do you wish to play the Dragon Strike board quest game? Uh, you know, I don't really play tabletop games so much anymore. We both know that's not true, Gary. As one dungeon mister to another, I can spot the sign of one who holds the 20-sided die. Yeah, I, I suppose. I'm just sort of closeted about it. You've got to be proud of who you are, Gary. Like I am. I, you know, I, but I, I don't like feeling arrogant, Dungeon Mister. Like, I, don't, I don't like self-promotion. But aren't you proud? As proud as the days our mountains are tall? Prouder than a man scorpion seeing his larval sacks grow up and go to sting school? I, yeah, I, I'm intensely proud of myself and I feel like I can do anything. It's just that's why it sucks so bad when nobody pays attention. Yes, yes, my boy. Speak. What is on your mind of hearts and reveal your true character card? No, it's just, you know, it's not for everyone. You know, like I don't like 80% of the shit out there. So why would anybody else be any different? You know, like my stuff's gonna fall into 80% for most people. But if you are proud, you must use that power and no more than three times a day to sing your accomplishments for the tops of Kobold Keep. Even if you are unsure, you must never act unsure. I'm, I'm constantly acting unsure, Dungeon Mister. I mean, and then when I'm not validated, it just makes it worse. I mean, I can see that's an obnoxious attitude, and I should at least keep it out of the podcast. No, feeling is good, sir. That must be tamped down like the straw-shaped bedding in an ogre hotel. I don't reveal my true self to my co-workers. If I did, I'd be ridiculed rather than lauded the way I am now. Um, sure. Can I have some more of that, uh, that Mountain Dew? Yes. Let me pour it. Now, wearing your pride like a suit of chain leather studs plus three versus depression is the key. But it is no Garon key to success. It would just make your podcast less annoying. As is, when you go on those tirades, it's like listening to an owl bear make love to a beholder's nine sexy sockets. Yeah, that's pretty good. His encrusted red member vigorously stabbing at one eye after another, popping them like so much floating boba and bubble tea. Ah, enough. Very well. Finish your Dew of the Mountains, and while you do so, draw a character card and seal your fate. I, I feel like my fate is probably already sealed, but okay. Here, let's see. I got the lore master. As a lore master, you gain a plus three on knowledge checks when determining the vintage of a particular soda, and you can get a bonus to dexterity by poisoning yourself with caffeinated beverages. Unfortunately, you must never expose your skin to vitamin D, for if you fail a fortitude save once exposed, you contract light canthropy. Oh, done. Easy. I'll, I'll stay in. Uh, what the fuck? I see you found my gift. You put the ego gem in my Mountain Dew. 
Are you insane? I, I swallowed it. All things come around in the end, imaginative 31-year-old man. Think on your accomplishments as you pass that many-faceted stone. Ah, oh, jeez. Thanks a lot. I'm looking forward to that. I'm out of here. By the time Gary Butterfield finished his verbal tete-a-tete -tete with the dungeon mister, the buses had stopped running, so he sprung for a cab. Well, I tell you, it was $27.50, and that was before tip. He rushed into his apartment, into the bathroom. Ah, oh, that was intensely painful. Never seen so much pink water before. It's like I gave Kirby a bath in my toilet. Ugh. Okay, well, two gems to go. Check the mail. Okay, uh, bills, bills, OJ, purple stuff, Sunny D, bills. Oh, a map. Not a map. Okay, where's this lead to? Oh, hey! It leads to. I created that place. Looks like I take the number 8 straight to Jubitz, and I transfer to the 42. With direction, Gary Butterfield again got on the bus. This time to Benahendrin. Oh, this is it. This is Benahendrin. Where's get out of here? Get out of the scene. It's my creation. It's an entire town that I just created for the idea of Valhalla. And there's the Civic Opera Shack over there, and there's Inc. That uh, tattoo shop, and uh, there's Robert Mullay's Funeral Bouquets, and right next to it, Jimmy Thimble's Funeral View Productions. It's all here. God. This brings back... Well, it doesn't bring back memories, but, but it brings back something. I wonder where the Space Jam is. I should probably duck in here and ask. Hello, Interloper! Who are you? Oh, I, I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm Gary Butterfield. I, I created you. I, you must be Hortense B. Soundheim. That's my name. Do not wear it out. What are you doing in my opera shack? Uh, in the short term, I guess I'm just trying to find this mystic gem for my, uh, Infinity Gauntlet here. In the grander sense, I'm trying to figure out why no one listened to this podcast. I'll tell you why. You fucked up. I know, I know that, I, but but how? Like, how did I fuck up? It's important for me to know, know the reasons. Like, what what lessons can I take from it? No lessons to be learned. It certainly wasn't my fault or my musical genius. But, well, yeah, but but your musical genius is just my musical genius. And, you know, if it's my fault, it's yours, right? You really expected these songs to take off? You expected characters like me to be popular? <laughs> You're nothing more than a ragged muffin if you think that. I don't know. Some some people like some of my songs. But think of many who do not. You played your part in a musical review, have you not? Uh, are you asking if I've done concerts? Like, yeah, I've done some shows. Think on those shows. Were they well attended? Did you get numbers like I did? Did you get 
Samurai's Lament numbers? Did you get Hobo Town the musical numbers? No. I guess it presumably no. I, you know, nobody, like, not a lot of people are into the band either, if that's what you're, you know, getting at. So why would people be into the songs on the podcast? Ask yourself that. I don't know. I like them. I mean, I, I think they're good. They're good? But they'll never be popular. Your voice is sour, and your structures are strange. You are forever doomed. In fact, if you want to live in the back of the opera shack for the rest of your life, I'll gladly write a musical starring you as my deformed haunter of the lobby. Jeez, no, no fucking thank you. There. So what do, you, what do you mean? Like, are you trying to tell me that my songs are shit? Not necessarily. But they're not going to be popular. You're either shit or people aren't going to like them. You can try to figure out which one it is. And if you do, you drive yourself mad. Like dear old madman living behind the opera shack. Oh, the, the madman lives back there? He sleeps there. Go say hi. I'm working on my latest masterpiece, The Trundle of Sorrow. Uh, okay, Mr. Soundheim. I'll go do that. And don't let the door make you strumbo on the way out. Thus sobered and saddened, Gary Butterfield exited the rear door of the Civic Opera Shack in search of the morning shock jock. I guess this must be where Madman lives. Uh, um, Madman. Madman, are are you in there? Who's that? Gator boy? Uh, No, no, it's, it's just me, Gary. I, uh, I didn't have time to get John to record a part, or at least I didn't think that I did when I wrote the script. This took me months and months, so I could have had John, you know, do the whole thing. I mean, I, I had so much time, but at the time I thought I'd do it in just a couple weekends. So, uh, no, it's just it's just me. Oh, leave me alone, Mr. Butterfield. Can, can I at least come in? Come in where? This is just an upside-down kiddie pool. Mr. Soundheim said I should ask you, you know, talk to you. You know, I'm trying to figure out why the show was not very popular. Like, why my, my art is not very popular. And thought maybe you'd relate to that with everything that you went through. It's a dangerous road. It's full of octorocks. Shy guys want to suck your dick. What's under those masks? You don't want no shy guy hummus. Trust old madman on that. Uh, I agree with you. I also do not want to put my penis into a shy guy in any way. Um, but... I guess, what, what do you know about trying to figure out why you're, you're not popular? When I hosted Game Genies with Gator Boy, our ratings started out high. It's high like Jill Valentine after eating a whole mess of green herbs. <laughs> but after a while, our ratings dipped low. Lower than the Norfair hooker on her knees. And, and also, I mean, you guys couldn't stop with the sex talk. That's what ultimately got you guys taken off. That's besides the point. That's besides the point is Luigi. Watching while B. Mario gets rimmed by a like-like. People just stopped listening. I looked at the ratings. They kept sinking. Like a pile of dildos in Super Mario Bros. 2. Desert World. None strained. Um, so so what, what did you do? I stopped looking at the ratings. Of course, we got shit-canned regardless. Yeah, I, I guess I, I stopped looking at my stats, too. Uh, how did it make you feel, though? I mean... Like a Koopa without his trooper. I came to two conclusions. Either the show sucked, or we were a niche product. But how do you get a niche product out there? 
It's like trying to get a black mage's wand out of a Birdo's cloaca. You just can't do it. Shit's locked up tight. You know, you said it, madman. I guess I'll let you get back to your crying and masturbating to back issues the Nintendo power. Gary Butterfield walked down the sidewalk with his hands in his pockets, lost in thought. Jeez. I mean, even if the music of my show wasn't for everybody, at least, like, the sketches were good, right? Like, the little skibbits and scabbits, skibbits, scrumbos. Those are good, right? Oh, excuse, excuse me. Hey, watch where you're going. Hi, the fuck are you? Watch where you're going. I'm James Soup, and I have the right of way. James Soup? My, my most beloved creation? Oh man, it is awesome that I ran into you. It's James, James Soup. There are not two of me, and it's not awesome. You spilled James Soup's James Soup all over his jacket. My dry cleaning bills must be acknowledged. Yeah, no, no problem, James. No, no problem. Uh, I can, I can pay for that. What are you up to these days? I'll have to find another camp. You don't use me in sketches anymore. And what's more, you're ending the podcast. Well, give up like a little itsy bitsy bitsy teeny little coward, just like my father and your father, who named us like a dick. I'm. I'm not a coward. I, I just can't tell if there's any demand for it. I mean, or anything. I don't have any feedback. What do you expect? I mean, what am I about as a character? I mean, what? Did you think I was going to take off? I'm not going to take off. Did you think I was going to take off? Did you think, hi the fuck are you, was going to end up on t-shirts? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> You've got no idea what's going on to be popular. You're like me when I funded the all-girls summer fun summer fund camp to support the all-girls summer fun summer fun fun fund camp. Too many camps. I don't know what I was doing. I was in a crazy dizzy spinner of sea of nausea. I don't know. I, I think you're pretty great. I think you're funny. Funny? For the love of mile, I didn't even know I was supposed to be funny. Sometimes the show would be serious. Funny. Sad. Smart. Musical. It's like a transsexual hermaphrodite. Homosexual. Trying to have sex change. Thing. Your tone is all over the place. It's a little here and a little there. A little here and a little there. Like a cream-filled little tiny basement bassinet. And you're more scared than all the little kids after the tragic... Explosion the brain camp. Brain camp exploded. That's why I'm going to go fund the James Soup's brain camp camp. Tell me, did the explosion of brain camp rob you of your little sister, brother, daughter, son, or cousin? Did those turtle-added corpses explode due to a dangerous mix of propane, chemical neglect, and copious convenient matchbooks? Does it haunt you to your dying days that your little kindlings are blown up and still have to re-deal with the revenant ninja turtle hauntings in their bringing boxes? Have you been to James Soup's Dream Camp and found no relief? Then you have to come to James Soup's Brain, Brain Camp Camp! camp. Uh, maybe later, James. Uh, t tell me. It's Jame. Jame. My name's Singular. It's Jame. Okay, Jame. Uh, what, what do you mean when you say I'm inconsistent? The idea of a holla isn't about anything. How would you describe it? Tell me. Tell me. Just, just, just tell me. How would you describe it? Oh, I mean, you know, it's it's where my dead ideas can hang out and do whatever. You know, I I just I wanted to make a show that I could express, like, every part of me. You know, I didn't have to worry about, uh, you know, like, a consistent theme or, or a really restrictive... You know, thing. I wanted it to be just about me. And, and me, James Soup, must ask you, are you out of your fucking mind? And what world did this seem like a good idea? No other podcast does that. No any other thing does that. And the fucking fact of the matter is, you... Poon? James Soup's Brain Camp is about turtles. And James Soup's Dream Camp is about dreaming about turtles. And James Soup's All-Girls Summer Fun Summer Fund Camp is about funding the All-Girls Summer Fun Camp. And James Soup's Brain camp, camp camp is about helping the survivors of James Soup's brain camp casualties to move on. And just take a lesson from my camps. Just take a lesson from my camps. They're that easy. They're simple. They're just little camps. And you can just take a lesson on them. They're just little one-line premises. You can just say it real quick, but uh, it's over. 
Yeah, but but I'm more complicated than that. I mean, you you had that whole thing with the turtles, and it was really easy. You, you know, is focus on that. Like I need the the freedom to express myself in different ways week to week. You know, think about it, you Nas energy tard. Does John Steinbeck write the griefs of motherfucking wrath? Plus his opinion on buses? No. Does Knitting World Skypecast cover fantasy turtle sports? No! Does Watch Out for Fireballs cover the latest and greatest coming to VHS home video? No! And that's why they're popular, you... Uh, I mean, I guess you're right about that. I, I do kind of have a real problem with focus. I, I mean, I don't have a one-line premise for my book, either. You know, does that mean that it's not going to get published? Is that going to be a problem? There's a good chance! Now, I must go fund my camp. I must go leave you and stop talking and go fund my camp. I hope you took what I said to heart like a tiny little turtle. There's a little turtle just crawling through your ventricles, eating happiness and discarding feces like my parents discarded me. Here's your gem. Whoa, you, you have the gem of space? I suggest you take this gem, you put it in your pocket. Then you take that pocket, you take the pocket and put it on your pants. Then you take those pants and you go over to, see, Hobotown the Musical. But don't go to the Civic Opera Shack. Don't go to the Civic Opera Shack. You're not going to hang out with Hortense B. Soundheim right now, okay? Now you're going to talk to him. Instead, you should just actually get on the bus and go directly to Hobotown, the town by which the musical is based. Go see Hobotown, take the gem that I give you, and go find the power gem. And until then, I've got to go. i just got to hitchhike down this lonesome road. Goodbye. Goodbye, James. Gary Butterfield stuck out a thumb to hitchhike to Hobotown, but that's not actually how people hitchhike, so it didn't work. He instead called a cab, $14.35. Huh, so this is Hobotown, huh? It's a lot sadder than I thought it would be. That musical made it seem pretty fun. Um, I guess I'm kind of surprised about all the hobos, and there's... Hobos, Globos, Robos, Hobots, Slobos, Crobos. Mostly just hobos, though. Okay, let me uh, get, get a little attention. Um, uh, excuse me, excuse me, sir. <laughs> yes? Oh, hey, you're little Tony. One of my most obscure characters. Um, yes, I'm um, speaking of obscure characters. Oh my god! It's Robert Mullay and Jimmy Thimbles! We're here to test and see if you learned your lessons. We're here just gonna continue to drift like a sad, half to play balloon. Now, nah, you, your voice seems a little bit different. I don't know if uh, I quite remember how to do that. Um, but, you know, your your buddy here, uh, Jimmy Thimbles, looks, looks the same. Yeah, you gotta see the Hobo King if you want that gem! <laughs> the, the Hobo King? Who's the Hobo King? I've never seen him. Um, I'll sing you a song about it. I'll take the drums. Jesus Christ, Robert Millay, that was a real... <laughs> for, for one of the least popular sketches I've ever done. That voice certainly is hard to do. Um, okay, and uh, Jimmy, what do you do? I'm gonna play a mean wash bucket bass. You can play the keyboards. I, I guess I can probably pick it up. So uh, we're gonna do this song. I, all right, let's let's hit it.
his hobo home Because a hobo's home is just an inside-out castle Fell from grace in the game market He made games that were right on target He got aggressive and he got insane Now he sleeps right here under the 405 lane Butterfield found himself face to face with the Hobo King. You may rise, my Hobo subjects. Before me, Shigeru Miramoto, creator of the Sutra Marbros, and also your living god. Oh, my lord. It's Shigmurrog. Oh, oh, your highness, I- I'm such a big fan of yours. Do you, do you realize that Watch Out for Fireballs did an episode on Super Murgurgo 2, Eljet of the Six Gold Coins? Oh my goodness, you're a hero to me. Yeah, I didn't got nothing to do with that game. Don't talk to me about that. Now listen, you're here for my power gem. And that I'm using to prop up the corner of my throne over there. The throne is just a half-futon, my liege. In the land of the futonless, the half-futon haver is king. Now, uh, what have you learned here in this, uh, quest? Um, I learned that the the reasons the the podcast, you know, failed or didn't work is really, it's, you know, my fault. Partly, I guess. Um, you know, and I, I might be stretched too thin and... I learned that I was dismissive of people that maybe would have liked the show and would have helped it. And I just I made fun of them because I'm kind of an asshole. Um, I learned that I didn't have enough confidence or a clear enough premise. Um, I learned that I shouldn't even care, though, in the first place, whether the show was popular. And I certainly shouldn't have whined about it on the air so much. Holy shit. Um, I learned that it was the show was really fucking hard to do. And uh, that it probably would have been easier if I didn't do it alone. Um, I also learned that all those things I just said might be bullshit, and maybe if I did everything different, it wouldn't have made a difference at all. So, so my son, uh, tell me, why did you start the show? Hmm? Just tell me, and I'll give you one of my candy snacks. Uh, I mean, I, I just wanted a place to put things, you know, when they couldn't be in my brain. Like, I, 
maybe like a place to like experiment with things, you know, just like the dead ideas. That was the idea. You know, I, I have ideas now that I would still want to put on the show. Like I had like that script for Gremlins 3 that I wanted to do. And then I had this idea for a detective named Carter Blanche, that uh, the man with permission to do anything. You know, I just have all these... Let me stop you right there. So, so what's to stop you from doing that now, hmm? Answer your hobo king. Nothing. I mean, I mean, literally nothing. Like, a nothing, the nothing. Like, from Neverending Story, nothing. The Void. You know, it's just that, that feeling that, like, you're putting in all this effort and you're just not getting anything back and nobody gives a shit. It's, you know, it's so much work and I just, you know, there's no no feedback. It's just a, it's a vacuum. It's a void. No, my son, you know that's not entirely true. You know some people listen. Yeah, have a candy snack. Get that away from me. I, yeah, no, I mean, sure, sure, some people listen, but just not not very many, you know, and, and you know, they don't let me know, and they know they're listening, and this whole thing is just is just whining, but, you know, that's art, right? Like, art is communication, and uh, you, you do these things because you want to, to show the world how you feel, and you want other people to, to feel that same way, right? Like, that's what art's about. Like, you're you're trying not to be alone. You have to do it for yourself. Have a candy snack. You know, uh, it's just like when I created the Verbal Boy Entertainment concept. It was a huge flop. I mean, it failed like a lead balloon. Uh, you know, like a sad lead balloon that just drifting on a tombstone. But, I mean, I still I still created it. I know. I mean, you believed in the, the Verbal Boy Entertainment concept. But, you know, I hated that thing. Was I wrong to hate it? Like, I tried to use it, and it, it hurt my neck. It was, like, ergonomically aggressive. I don't know. I mean, I, I could still do the same things from the show. It's just, it's hard. It's just harder. You know, this whole thing, I just, I'm just bitching. Like, you know, I started to watch out for fireballs. and like, watch out for fireballs, I get this immense sense that people actually give a shit. You know, that my effort is worth it. Um, you know, and I just... I don't know, I, I, get, I have this fear that as I get older, I, I kind of lose the ability to just create for myself. Is your highness the hobo king who's pushing a handy snack on you? I just I think that's natural. Don't worry about that too much. Like, honestly, your highness, I, how long can I be expected just to, to toil in obscurity before I just give up? You know, like, I've got maybe maybe 40 years of life left if I'm lucky. And I've spent 15 of them, you know trying to, to gain some kind of measure of, of respect and, and being able to do what, what makes me happy for a living, you know? And at some, you know, at some point, doesn't it make more sense to just kind of resign myself to the fact that I'm going to die alone in a one-bedroom apartment making $20,000 a year? And that's that's adjusted for cost of living increases. I mean, I just, I need to define myself as something other than that. Like, if I, if I consider success in the podcast, success in general, then I can't, I can't live that way. You know, I decided that's not, not sustainable. That's not a, a premise that can, that can hold. Nah, you're overreacting. This just isn't the candy snack creation that's going to do it for you. Just like the Metroids wasn't, or Clambaster Comics wasn't, or anything else you've done so far. You just got to keep, keep trying. Uh, and when you got ideas, it's worth throwing things out there. And you just got to see if the void throws something back. Yeah, I mean, I guess. No, no. You can be proud of this. I mean, not in a way like you can put it on a resume or it'll, you know, get you any money or help you get laid or help you in any way. But you can be proud of it and take some kind of joy in doing something, you know, if you want to. You can have a candy snack. I, yeah, I guess. 
So I got to the level with you. I got this down, but it's just costumes, Roy. I mean, this this Infinity Gauntlet, that's just Marvel nonsense nonsense. Uh, you know, by going on this mystical quest, you probably missed enough work to, to lose your job. So uh, you're welcome to stay here. And uh, if you live in Hobotown, uh, I get the rights to your songs. And I get 10% of uh, your dingy Santa hats. And uh, I get to use any shopping carts you find before you do. I call that uh, Prima Carte. Okay. Hey guys. Did the king set everything right with you? No. I shouldn't have expected him to, right? Um, do you mind if I, I sleep on this this box here? This box been claimed? Um, no, that's fine with us. Um, join us. We're about to uh, split a bean. <laughs> hey, hey, watch me now. Four to a bean, huh? What are you going to do now, Harry? Jesus, that voice is just... You you have lost it with that. Uh, I mean, really, I guess, you know, the only thing to do now is to, to come up with an idea. Hold on to your RSS feeds, Valhalla Knots. This is not the end. Just a quick note, uh, do not bother to hold on to those RSS feeds. Um, they are no good. There will be a new RSS feed. If you are interested in uh, more of what I'm going to do, uh, please go to www.garybutterfield.net. Thank you.